Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Welcome into another episode of Musings on Madison here on the Second City Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dave Melton, the site manager at Second City Hockey. You can find me on Twitter at DML57. Uh, we've all recovered from our turkey-induced comas over the Thanksgiving weekend, and uh, whatever varying degrees of the plague that had attacked us earlier are gone. So I've got all of my line mates with me this evening uh, to talk about just a joyous and delightful couple of weeks of Chicago Blackhawks hockey. Up first, they're the analytics darling of Second City Hockey. You can find on Twitter at Jehosa's Witness. It's Shepard Price. Uh, let's go Netherlands. Uh, beat the brakes off Cutter tomorrow. Uh, and b- by the time you're hearing this today. Uh, I mean, is of course they're going to. Like, I hope, I hope, I hope to God. I hope they beat them 5-0. They've already been, they've already been kicked or they've already been eliminated. Uh, they're not good. And uh, yeah. I, I I I would wager the over on all of those things happening. <laughs> <laughs> unless unless Netherlands achieves the over themselves. Yeah, there you go. So uh, so That's I don't think fight. you have too much to worry about. And enjoy. Is Netherlands going to win the group? I haven't been paying attention. I think it's probably going to be close. I think Senegal, uh, the win uh, over Senegal is going to be a good is okay. good for Netherlands. Well, Senegal didn't have Sadio Mane, so I feel like it shouldn't even count because Sadio Mane rules. Hey, several of us are hurt too, so we're <laughs> it's even. Okay, okay. Sadio Mane. Yeah, it's a it's a real fun name to say, and I would say that's a pre-Liverpool Sadio Mane. He was way more fun in Southampton. Just want to say that uh, for all three Liverpool fans listening to this. Um, also with us this evening, and I think you just heard him chime in briefly there, he is the Second City Hockey with Jack Black is the Tenacious D. You can find him oh. on Twitter at Mill182. It's Mill Savage. You know, it's funny you say that because my like bio on any type of media is that, uh, hello, this is Ned Schneebly. <laughs> so that's that's pretty fitting. Um I- I've just had them on the mind because I have a lengthy Spotify playlist just for the holiday season. And one of the songs on there is a tenacious D song. No, that's good stuff. I, uh, I was just doing Sadio Mane. I was just doing my best, uh, Liam Gallagher impersonation without any profanity included. Yeah. <laughs> so. And you sound far more sober than most of the Gallagher's tend to be. So 
Yeah, well, you know, I mean, the real uh, Man- Manculians, they cheer for Man City. The rest of them, I, I think all the Man Man United supporters are in America or London. <laughs> yeah. Well, for now, maybe they'll come back if the Glazers sell the team. Or now that, yeah, now that's we're... true. That's that's a big deal right now, so we'll see. Yeah. Also with us this evening, she's not on Twitter, but you can find her at secondcityhockey.com under the name LBR, where she is the Second City Hockey Bull and Wall of Text. It's Betsy. I don't have anything fun or interesting to say. My brain is still on, like, turkey time. Um, I don't like Mondays after holidays. <laughs> I just want to go, like, to sleep or watch a movie and fall asleep. Anything that ends up with me asleep would be great <laughs> at this point. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty uh, pretty hefty ride on the struggle bus over here as well. Like, I just – it. Thanksgiving weekend, I as we talked about last week, it is my favorite weekend of the year because it's the prelude to so much more good things that are coming. But this first Monday, like they should just cancel work for that entire day, really, at this point, just get or give us half a day off. Like, I think there was uh, I believe it was Mill, your uh, hometown where they had to cancel school today because there were some network issues with the school. Yeah. So so you, you get a four day weekend and then you. Uh, getting ready for school Sunday night, you find out you have another, you have a fifth day to the weekend. Like that's the way it should go. Yeah. I popped yeah. over to my aunt and uncle's house and my cousin's like, we don't have to go to school. I'm like, what? So yeah, that that's should what, be the, that, that should be the extended Thanksgiving break. You would think. Well, yeah, let's, uh, <laughs> all right. That's the new campaign I'm going to run on Melton 2024, five day Thanksgiving weekends for everyone. Hell yeah. Um, but hey, speaking of things that didn't make you wake up on Thanksgiving weekend, uh, the 2022-2023 Chicago Blackhawks, um, it hasn't been fun this season watching this <laughs> team and writing about this team and talking about this team. But it has taken a substantial turn even further south in the last few weeks because um, uh, on Wednesday night, the night before Thanksgiving, they gave up, I believe, five goals in the third period to the Dallas Stars. And then on Friday, they lost in the shootout to the Canadians. At least that game was kind of close. Although, as we discussed last week, I watched maybe five seconds of that because I was busy watching the World Cup. And then Sunday night against the Jets, just another just uh, snooze fest of a game. Like There were a couple of Hawks goals, but by the end of it, you looked up and Winnipeg has scored a touchdown and kicked the extra point. And that's just kind of the way things have gone lately. Um, but we are at the 20... 20- I think it's 21 now. I was going to say 20, but I think we're at 21 games into this Blackhawks season, which is kind of the quarter pole uh, for this season. So the idea of what we want to get into first here is kind of zoom out a little bit and talk about uh, Coach Luke Richardson and just what the overall team picture looks like and just whatever impressions we've gotten from him uh, being behind the bench for the first couple months of the season and the first couple months of his contract. So, uh, Shay, I'll just swing it over to you first, and we'll see where we go. Uh, but just – if we were to zoom out and take a good look at your overall impressions of Luke Richardson from the first 20 games of the season, what would those impressions be for you? Okay. Uh, a few things. Possession stats have not greatly improved from the Carlton. Uh, no, King no, era. they have not. And confirm. Uh, which is one thing too. He's sort of stopped beating the teams that the Blackhawks should beat this year. Like Winnipeg arguably is just Connor Heliabuck and they gave seven goals to them. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's not great. Um, and third, uh, we already had the like, why isn't he playing the young kids? And is this the year to be playing the young kids conversation? I firmly believe it is 
the time to be playing the young kids. And I don't think he does that enough, uh, especially defensively where again, Jack Johnson should not be playing 20 minutes a night. He should not be like the high, like with Seth Jones or the highest averaging defenseman on ice. Yes. It's a good idea for the tank. At this point, I think, I think it's fair to say you can play the kids. They're, they're, they're second worst in the central division. And Arizona has a point on them with a game in hand. If they win that game, that's even, even further separation. I, they are, they're doing the thing they need to be doing. Yeah. I like the, the thing about the, the kids that we were talking about last week, like it's even just little things like, um, like when Ian Mitchell got his two games up, like not even, I don't know if he got any power play time. It's like, while they were doing that weird five forwards experiment, uh, which didn't go very well and looks like they abandoned it because Seth Jones was back on the point for the game Sunday night against the Jets. And I think there was one situation where Seth and Caleb were out there together, which just the, the Caleb Jones thing continues to mystify me because it just seems like he's getting he's getting all the runway to do whatever he whatever mistakes he wants to make and just yes. play just play through some shit, which if like. As annoying as it can be, I can at least tolerate it because he's young-ish. But I don't understand why Philip Roos doesn't get that opportunity or uh, Ian Mitchell doesn't get that opportunity. That's that's the part where I just I don't see it. So right, um, that all that runway that should be going towards the Blackhawks' plethora of young defensemen, including Alex Vlasic, Ian Mitchell, well, Regula. So like Bruce. some of the, some of those guys, I I could tie like it's it's okay if they're down like Alex Vlasic spends his whole season in Rockford. I can live with it. That's fine. But it's like like Ian Mitchell, who's been down there for a while. It's like it, if you bring him up, at least like like I don't see what the problem is with giving him like a couple turns on the power play just to see what happens, like or just to expose him to that part of the game at the NHL level. Why not? Philip Bruce is the bigger one for me, just because he's the one that's he hasn't been getting sent down to Rockford. Uh, I guess while we heard that, go go right ahead, Betsy. I was going to swing it over to you next. Uh, I don't think Ruse can go down. There was that that yeah. about how the, his his team was, the SHL can pull him back. Yeah, he can't. Down. Like he has the option. Although he did say at some point in the preseason, he was quoted as saying that he would he wanted to make it work here, regardless of what level that was. So yes, but I don't think it's totally up to him. I think his SHL team can like dictate. Pulling him back. Gotcha. Uh, I don't know if they would if the player really didn't want to, but honestly, I mean, he, again, he was playing t- top pair minutes in arguably one of the best like leagues defensively, especially. Um, so it's annoying that he's not getting any runway. But I mean, I'm not. I've I've come down on the Ian Mitchell thing. I've like calmed myself down because he'll go back down and get top line minutes again and i'd rather him not be around the cluster that is the <laughs> Blackhawks team um but i also don't know if he'll be around that much longer anyway he and galvis are both probably nhl ready or at least to the point where they could be playing bottom line minutes regularly but if they're not going to play regularly then they should be in the hl like there's it's stupid to keep pulling them back and forth and letting them be the sub out. I mean, even Q when Letty was playing, Letty was the one that played full time and Roosevelt was the one that switched because the young players have to get the reps or they don't learn. They can't find that consistency without consistent play. Um, but otherwise, oh, yeah. I don't I don't mind Richardson otherwise. Um, 
I think he's got the makings of a good coach. I think he's got a terrible roster. Um, <laughs> yes. That is only going least, to get worse throughout the season. Yeah. yeah and yeah. their yeah. structure to the Somehow. game, even when they're losing, there's at least some structure. Like most of the mistakes they make are, are individual. I think we've talked about this several times. Um, it's less about the, the system than it is about the players, um, which is what you want. Uh, but it is a little frightening that they can't make any strides forward possessionally. Like even, even bad teams can do that if the coach is really good. But I mean, it's hard to gauge how terrible the roster is compared to how decent the coach could be. So who knows? I'm like, I'm in a very, don't care mood, you know, like, <laughs> no, that's, that's totally fair because, uh, that's kind of what the Hawks have done to this season. They've yep. made, they've made it not worth your time, honestly, which is kind of, it's kind of funny because the, uh, if you watch as the, the like, um, arena stats go up, more people have been attending games lately than they were when they were actually digging out wins before, and I'm like, that sucks for those those people that <laughs> the money on those games. Yeah, like they they I think they sold out for the Marion Hosa game, which of course they yeah. would. But uh, I I don't I haven't seen any uh, attendance figures in the other games. But to they go back like to 18, go ahead. I was sorry, they just hit like almost 18 in the last game again. So <laughs> more power too. More power. I, like I said, if, I think I said this at the start of the season. Like if it was a. You know, if you got someone new you're trying to expose to the game or maybe, so, you know, you got a family trying to bring the kids out, this is the year to do it because it's going to be a hell of a lot more affordable than it ever has been before. So I'm going to – I won't I won't poo-poo people who are at the games these days because sometimes you just want to go see a hockey game. But going back to what you said about Luke Richardson is um, that's something I've been struggling most this with this season as well is just the general idea of I don't know what you can even say or learn – about the coach this season because the team's so bad. Like, uh, you know, because of all the individual mistakes they're making, any system you uh, you implicate or impl- implement is the word I'm looking for. Uh, any system you put in is just not going to work because the players suck. Like, lately it seems like there has been a very bad habit of players watching the puck instead of ma- uh, m- matching up with their checks. Like, uh, there were two or three goals Winnipeg scored last night where there was a goal scorer in the middle of three or four Blackhawk defenders Watching the puck, not watching the guy who moved to a soft oh. spot and had an easy tap in goal. So, yeah, yeah they're, they're, the high danger defense for this team has been atrocious recently. Yeah. So I, I like I wonder if that's something that can be coached up by Richardson. But there's also um, an element of sometimes the players are just not NHL quality players and they're never going to learn it no matter how good the coach is. So. <clears throat> yes uh so i i just i don't i i don't know what you can even re what reasonable conclusions you can draw about luke richardson this season um i i think the the only thing i can give richardson so far is it doesn't feel like the team has like it doesn't feel like there's been a game where the team just hasn't shown up to play um there's there's ones where they certainly haven't played well uh the first winnipeg game is high on that list but 
I don't think there's ever been a too much uh, a moment where it just looks like the whole team was like unprepared for a game of hockey to be played. They're just not good, and those are two different things. Um, so, Mill, what about you? What are your uh, your thoughts on the the first twenty or so games of the Luke Richardson era? Well, I think it's important to point out that Patrick Kane has scored a goal once every seven games. Um, that's that's and not when, great, Bob. And when, yeah, not no, it's not. And when you look at the fact that they lost Strom and Kubelik and Guys who, even if they weren't, you know, top line guys, they could find the back of the net. And now they have this fucking roster. It's like <laughs> when Kane isn't scoring, it's it's going to be ugly. OK, the roster sucks. It's not good. There's a bunch of like third line ish, fourth line guys like they don't have a great team. Jujar Kara is on the power play, and I like Jujar yeah. Kara. He's a fine fourth liner. That, He's yeah, played three hundred NHL games, and he just scored his first power play goal. That should tell you something about the state of this team. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly my point. So, with that in mind, I will say there have been games I've watched where even if they lose, it's like they're not as difficult to watch for like positionally. Mm-hmm. It seems that. They're playing some kind of fundamental hockey, and they clearly listen to the coach. Yeah, which, um, which, which you is, know, it's still it's still hilarious. Like all the uh, going back to some of the things that were said in the preseason, which felt like there were direct shots at Jeremy Colleton. But uh, I don't want to talk about him too much because he's yeah. it's over. We don't have to do that. No, no, right. But like, I think that if if Lou, uh, Richardson, I I can't really predict if he's going to be a good long term NHL coach because like all three of you stated it's just early and the roster's bad but i will say that if he had some of the rosters from previous years they probably would have been a fringe 8 seed <laughs> 7 yeah. 7 seed team like it's just that this roster is horrible and kane like kane can't carry them and he's not playing like particularly well uh, no. The one, the one question I would have for you related to coaching is during that Dallas game on Wednesday night, which, and I think th- this game kind of tells you the difference between the Hawks and some of the other, uh, just some, some of the other teams you might have seen doing what the Hawks are doing this season is that the Hawks at least had the ability to take a four to one lead in Dallas uh, over the Stars, who are either at or near the lead of the Central Division. But the Hawks were beating them four to one in the third period before the whole thing collapsed. And well, my my question is is uh, whether or not Luke Richardson should have taken a timeout during I that can't. free fall because it felt like it, it it happened quickly like as soon as they got to four to three it felt like the floodgates were just had just opened and everything was about to go to shit and the only uh, way you can the only thing you can really do about that as a coach is call a timeout and maybe calm your team down. That's is this directed only... at me, this question? go. You or anybody, but if you want to go first, Mill, go right ahead. Well, I was going to give you a brutally honest answer. I don't <laughs> that know. That it didn't I matter? Was at, I was at Dynamite, so I don't know. I didn't know. <laughs> you, you made the Fair right enough. choice. Yeah. I, I should have went to Dynamite. Yeah, good times. I said good in my times. recap that they he should have. He should have. And then his answer was something like, we were just trying to stay positive on the bench. I, I didn't understand. Like somebody called him out on it. And I was like, Richardson, that doesn't make any sense. Just <laughs> stop talking, please. So just own it. Just own it. Yeah, yeah. Own that you messed up or say you didn't think it was needed in that moment because they were so positive on the bench or something. I don't know, but it was not a good answer. 
Okay. Well, I, I think that might be something we, we watch for next time. If the Hawks, you know, get a, if they happen to build a one or two goal lead and it starts to free fall in the third period, we'll see him next time he calls the timeout as maybe a sign that he learned from the last time around. Um, well, now that Dallas got away from that fucking coach they had, they're like the fun boys. Yeah. yeah they score goals. And may, maybe, maybe Luke Richardson has gotten the memo that like, Hey, sometimes the loss is okay. <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> it's most of the time. <laughs> I know. It's it, like we've they've lost two out of their last. They've won two out of their last what fifteen, 15. games? Yeah, they've yeah. lost thirteen. Yeah, it's, so it's seven it's been, in a, seven in a row. It's bleak. The Bulls, Bears, and Hawks are like all playing the same. To be fair, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, except the the Bears and uh, the Bears have a Justin Fields. The Bulls yes. and the Blackhawks do not. So that is no well. Demar Derozan, Demar Derozan fits that. If he's like thirty four, I don't. Yeah, he's not young. It doesn't. Fields is super young. Yeah, Um, but yeah, I I don't. um, Maybe the Hawks will have their version of Justin Fields come next summer. Hopefully, things are going. Maybe they should just try to get Justin Fields to come when the Bears season's done. And hopefully, hopefully, (laughs) hopefully, their Justin Fields' name is Connor. You know, I I was curious about this because I saw uh, there was some discussion again on on Twitter about uh, Adam Fantilli. Has anybody tried to make the Adam Fantilli is equal to or at least or maybe even he better is than not, Connor Bedard? There, no, he I, is I'm, not equal. I'm with you entirely, Shay, but I just I wonder if somebody's tried to pull that argument off yet because Adam Fantilli is doing exceptionally well yes. as a freshman at Michigan. I don't think anybody I, has tried to push that forward. I think everybody's still very much on the Bedard train yeah. okay i was just curious if it, if anybody had seen that on any corner of the hockey internet. I, I i will say that the last time there was the situation where there's this explosive college player uh up against a first overall pick who was going to be the first overall pick no matter what named connor uh they did make that case uh is this who who was that other player that you're referencing here i don't uh a blank uh bless up one of the best golden knights uh jack eichel Okay, so uh, hopefully Adam Fantilli doesn't have any neck issues. Hopefully, although it, it seems it's seemingly doing fine now, so maybe the neck thing works. Yeah. Uh, one other thing I wanted to get into while we're here talking about um, draft high draft picks. Perfect segue. Um, on Friday, I I did catch this part of the game. Uh, at the very end, there was a shootout. Kirby Doc goes up for Montreal, former Blackhawks pick. There's some booze as there are before every time an opposing player takes a shootout attempt, he scores. He does the hand up to the ear thing for the crowd. Uh, went on Instagram posted, like, I think just one word just said business. I, I, I I find myself kind of an, well, it's a two part answer. First off, I don't want to begrudge a player for celebrating in the moment because that's obviously I'm pro celebrations. And if a guy wants to, uh, throw a collective or uh, throw a middle finger back at the people that were booing him in the form of a hand up to his ear. I'm all for it. So I don't mind Kirby doc doing that. He got wrapped up in the moment a little bit, whatever. But like the thing that he, like when he goes back and posts on Instagram about it, that just, it's a shootout the day after Thanksgiving in November, you're a number three overall pick on your second team because you didn't work out with your first team who I know didn't do you any favors, but you maybe could have done some more favors for yourself as well. Cause there are still questions about his work ethic and all that. It just feels like Kirby doc is making a big, uh, making too much out of a moment that is not that big in the grand scheme of things. 
And I it just uh, that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way about Kirby Doc. Maybe I'm just a little bitter, grumpy old man because the Hawks suck and I don't have any enjoyment out of the season. So I'm trying to get my enjoyment by taking shots at a former draft pick. But uh, I don't know. What are the rest of you, uh, the three of you think about that? Yeah, it, he made it a bigger deal than it had to be. Um, they, they were booing everybody else. They were booing his teammates. They were booing Suzuki. They were booing Caulfield. Um, yeah, they were booing Hawks players, I think. <laughs> well, yes, because the Hawks players. They booed Max started. Domi, yeah. Uh, but I mean, Domi, <laughs> I was going to say, Domi, Domi deserves some booze. Um, like, yeah, Doc. <sighs> Doc is a complicated case. I... Looking back on it, he definitely shouldn't have gone third. This team is a better team if Bowen Byram was on it. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, although, like, the, you have a le- legitimate argument of, um, like, would they have ruined Bowen Byram, too? True, because they haven't developed a defenseman. And they, uh, judging by the fact that fucking Ian Mitchell can't make this team, they still can't. <laughs> they haven't um, developed a defenseman since Nicholas Jalberson. They, they're, they're eager to develop. I, I can't uh, wait. Dale I can't wait until that sentence is not a thing. Like I like that's that sentence shouldn't be a thing, but it still is. Yeah, that twenty twenty four pick is going to come through hopefully for us and just <laughs> be a generational defense one. Um, yeah. Uh, Betsy Mill, do you have any thoughts on the uh, the Kirby Doc? Uh, I don't. I don't have a good name for it. Eargate. <laughs> We're going to call it hey, Eargate. Sitting. There you go. <laughs> um, I covered this game, the post game, and. Uh, actually, during, I thought the Hawks did a good job of staying in the game with a team that had kind of similar talent level, maybe a little better. Or um, which is to say, a lack thereof. Well, right, but I mean, those are the, again, those are the games that they should be in, you know. Right. Yeah. So I was like, okay, you know, that's fine. Um, I get it as a competitor. Like they traded him, and the fans are booing him, and he's like, "Fuck you!" Like I get it. That's fine. I didn't care, but. uh it's kind of like, yo, dude, you've played how many games? Like, you know, you could tell he hasn't. Like, a, a pro who's played and been around the league and been in the playoffs and stuff wouldn't have posted that. Like, it was just like, okay, who gives a shit? Yeah. You know, dumb kid thing to do, but I don't care. I don't I don't have any feelings about Kirby Doc. He's gone. <laughs> I think you? it's an age thing. <laughs> I I just I think that's that generation because some of the other there are lots of the young players that do similar things. We are just not paying attention to them because they're not on our team. There aren't many young players on the Black <laughs> that's, team. That's for right. Us to care they about. don't have the Instagram generation on their team. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the only reason I know about them is because of freaking Tumblr. You know, like yeah. they'll shit talk each other in Instagram and like semi passive aggressive. You know, like. Not so blatant that it would cause an issue, but enough that fans are like, oh, you know, the ones that are paying attention. Um, so I don't actually think it was a big deal, but maybe that's just because I've been I see it elsewhere. Um, yeah. And I definitely don't think the ear thing is a big deal because, I mean, it reminds me of the game. We're talking about veterans here. The game where Kane and Matthews went back and forth of like. Yeah. Whenever that game was, and they both did it a couple of times to be like, yes. yeah. But at least that was in the final minute of regulation when they were playing yeah, actual but, hockey. Yeah, but I don't. I mean, think about this kid who didn't know he was going to get traded. Like it was kind of out of nowhere, and even they was it out of nowhere. It was out it of was nowhere for him. for him. Yeah, he, I don't he, think he, anybody told him until it happened. Like he pretty much said that. 
Doc did. Doc was quoted as saying that that he did well, not see that trade coming. Maybe yeah. this is just being a wrestling fan, but I'm here for the shit housery. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Who who was it? it? It was that Winter Classic where Yager was on Philly. I think they were playing the Rangers, and someone did the salute when they scored on him. Oh, well, wasn't that Anisimov? Was, 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 was it was it Anisimov or was it like Mike Richard? It was somebody, and that was that weird Rangers team where Callahan was the captain. But I swear I that, that was our, I think that was an Eastwood because like Tortorella walked in the locker room and said, we're now we're behind because of our own stupidity. And like somebody looked at an Eastwood. I swear <laughs> yeah. that was an Eastwood. But I'll, I'll, that shit's so funny. I My whole if, thing is if you, yo, keep going, Mill. Go ahead. I was say if you watch the uncensored like HBO or whatever documentaries about all those outdoor games, like they talk some mad shit to each other. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think so. We're always talking about how hockey players don't have a personality, and then we kind of get mad at them for showing personality in whatever form they do outside of the game. Ah, uh, and I get it. I totally understand that. Like ones in right, you know, like the one, the Zick Kane Matthews. That's in in regulation, so this is a shootout and blah blah. But that had to be a cool moment for him, and he was like hyped up about it. And that team is young, and they're really hyped up about anything. We would be hyped up about that too if our team was young <laughs> yeah. and had some yeah. potential and a kid that we just got from another team that was like a reclamation project that actually was good. Yeah, come on. We would be hyped up about that too. Um, yeah. No, I that's, my, my, so. that's fair. I, yeah. <laughs> my, my, my thing about this whole thing is that like, yeah, Kane and Matthews did that, but those are arguably the two best American players in the game. Yes. This is a kid who was a third round pick third, third overall pick who's on his second just, team because he didn't work out you just were saying but if he had been you know if he was a veteran he wouldn't do something like that well if he was like, like, do if, it if, too if, which, it which is it feels, is it the veteran uh, well, I, 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 I think it feels more disrespectful because he's not the most talented no like, it's, it's it didn't feel it didn't I, I didn't feel disrespected by the Matthews thing because it's Matthews <laughs> I, I when I said that thing about the veterans, I meant Instagram specifically. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, I think and, and Betsy, the game you're referencing, I think Matthews did it first and then Kane yeah. did it in response. So yes. and, and again, like like Matthews had kind of established himself as a legit star at that point. So I don't it's just I, I think I I don't again like I feel like I'm 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 being hypocritical myself. Um by like cause it's like both things. Like I don't mind that he did it. Like it's but I also like there. There's a part of me that's like, all right, dude, get get the fuck over yourself. It's a well, shame. I think you're like, supposed to have that well, dual I wanna, feeling. Yeah, like maybe maybe echo. that's the point. That's all. Like that's the point. That's why it's you know it's, it's entertainment. Like this is the thing that's supposed to happen. Well, this Dave, I want to echo your sentiment. Like the shootout's fake, and I hate it. When they brought it <laughs> in, I thought it was stupid, and I think it's stupid now. But Kirby <laughs> Doc is also a lot younger than us, and he was born into it. Like yeah. they they brought it in. He was probably like four years old. Don't, don't and he's a that. competitor in the league, I, so who I, knows? Like, like, Mill, just don't do this to me. <laughs> not, not right now. No, I know, but <laughs> you and I are like, how much older I am than NHL athletes. I, I, I know you and I are both the same on this. We're like, this is fake and it sucks. Yeah. It's not, I, you know. Yeah. I, I guess that's, I, I think to Betsy's point, though, I think if this was a Blackhawks player doing it, I think I'd be like, yeah, cool, tell them to fuck off. Like, so I don't want to begrudge Kirby that. I, I think I was more annoyed by, like, the doubling down on Instagrams, like, yeah. All right, dude. You're you're not Dustin Bufflin scoring a hat trick in Vancouver, or like even like going back to 
uh, Patrick Kane's rookie season. This was a, another thought that came to me was um, Instagram didn't exist then. Correct. Well, did it? It was like oh <laughs> no, no, it did. It did. It did not. Okay. Well, sorry. I, I still don't have an Instagram, and now I'm not going to have one ever out of spite. I but still Kane's have a MySpace year, though. <laughs> I, me too. Uh, but Kane's rookie year, he beat Dominic Hasek in a shootout. But that was also Kane's like fourth or fifth career NHL game. And he was still 18 at the time. Kirby Doc's going to be 22 in January. So I feel like I, don't know, I just I feel like I guess my thing is you should have done more at this point in your career that you don't need to be celebrating shootout winners in October or November. But well, part like, of that's the fucking hockey get off my lawn. I Also, I think part of it is that's what those type. Again, the reason we would be celebrating is the same reason. Habs players and Habs fans are celebrating it. They don't have anything else to celebrate. They're not a good team. The Hawks oh, have even don't, less they to won't celebrate. Tell you that, though. They won't fucking tell you that. No, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> at least we're honest about our fucking team. Yeah, I would sure. be. I would love to root for a bunch of kids right now. Like, I think we all would. <laughs> um, I think that's what a lot of us thought we were going to get this season. <laughs> well, no, well, I. I, I that's what I've been thinking. Like I, I feel like at some point after they traded to Brinkett, like you looked at the roster and you're like, they're kind of stuck with a lot of these people for this season. Like there's and and any of the young guys who might make the leap probably are a year or two away still. So like I think after the trade deadline they'll be different. I I hope so, but that's not for like three more months. Yeah, and well, how many uh, bad players are they going to take back? How many how many can they? Yeah. How many <laughs> <laughs> right? many as they need? They have yeah. a ton how of many, cat space. How many more do you need? Like I think I was reminded on Sunday night of why the Blackhawks were able to jump up a, a from the second round to the first round to take Peter Morazic off of Toronto's hands. Uh because that was uh not a banner night for him. Cool. Uh, yeah. Eek. <laughs> all right. Well, well, this was all really fun and uplifting uh, as, as, as as enjoyable as this entire season has been. Uh, we're going to take a break, quick break. We're going to regroup and we're going to talk about some uh, just as exciting stuff related to the Blackhawks or maybe not. I don't know. But come on back and find out for all of that. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down, we break down who will be cutting, cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hip Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito 
Welcome back to Musings on Madison here on the Second City Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, as promised before the break, you got a few more Blackhawks topics we want to touch on. Uh, we During the end of the last segment, there was some discussion about uh, the young kids a little bit. Uh, not Kirby Doc, but other ones. Are there references to them? Uh, and I wanted to quickly point out that uh, we did a – as I was doing some reading on Blackhawks prospects playing in the CHL and the USHL for the update that ran today, there's going to be more prospect updates coming to the website throughout the course of this week. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, but a few players I wanted to highlight as we're talking about maybe hope for the future. Uh, Kevin Korczynski is still doing very good things in the WHL. Uh, may Maybe has cooled off slightly from the torrid pace he was at the start of the season with. Uh, it will be interesting to watch him in Seattle because he is now paired up with Nolan Allen, the 2020 first round pick, or maybe 21. I don't know. The other first round pick. There's uh there's two Blackhawks first round picks playing together on a juniors team in Seattle. That's that's a nice thing. Hopefully that turns into something good. Uh the big player huh? 2021. Thank you. That's a very hard number to say, 2021. Uh the the big uh the big revelation, I guess, or maybe not revelation, the biggest uh, name to talk about right now is Samuel Savoy, which I hope I'm saying that right. I, I Is that it, Samuel Savoy? He's playing with the Gatineau Olympiques in the QMJHL, and he is on fire right now. He's got a, I think it's up to a 12-game point streak. I got to look this up now because I had the number in my head and I forgot, but he's, uh, he was the guy that if you remember watching any of the Blackhawks preseason games and read any scouting reports about him after he got drafted, he was the one that everybody was comparing to Andrew Shaw. And he's apparently showing off some of the offensive ability that makes him uh, worthy of those comparisons. It's an 11 game point streak. He's got 10 goals and nine assists in that 11 game stretch. Uh, five of those games were multi-point games. He's got three three-point games. Uh, and last season, he only had 33 points in 64 games for the entire season. He's already at 24 points in 22 games this season. So if you're looking for something to feel good about in the Blackhawks organization, uh, Samuel Savoy and Gatineau is uh, one player you can maybe feel good about. And he's playing top-line minutes for them. So there's that, folks. Don't say we never helped you out or something. Is that any other uh, Blackhawks prospects uh, doing big things that you any of you have seen or read or heard about in the last handful of weeks? Uh, well, if you put um, Savoie's points in perspective, he's actually the fifth points per game among prospects. Um, or fourth, I think, actually, because it's Doc, Korchinski, Reichel, then Savoie, but Jake Weiss. Weiss, oh, that's right. Weiss, he's coming up. He's 17 and 16 with Ohio, Ohio uh, State. And, and I, I put a Colton Doc had a he had a injury issues earlier in the season, and yeah. he's been healthy. Although he did miss a game because he checked somebody in the head illegally. So hopefully he continues to stay in the lineup. Um, we but yeah, we got some more prospect stuff coming your way the rest of the week. So maybe there's some other names to read about to potentially get excited about in the future because the present isn't so great with the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, but one player in particular I did want to touch on really quickly because I mentioned him in the recap on Sunday night. Uh, it's Taylor Radish who scored on Friday, scored again on Sunday. So he's up to six goals this season in 21 games now. On pace for about 24 this season, whether you round up or round down. Um, it's just, I, I'm I'm curious what the group thinks about Taylor Radish so far because I I don't know exactly what to expect from him like I don't think anyone was thinking him like a 30 40 goal 
type or like a 60, 70 point player type. I think, I think he in the long term is probably like a fringe second liner, maybe a decent third liner for you, for your team in the future. Um, and I just, he's been okay. He hasn't really been good. And I, I feel like I'm in the same boat with him that I am with Phil Kurashev and that I don't dislike what I see, but I also feel like I need to see more if I'm going to put any actual stock in their future with the Blackhawks. What about the rest of you? Betsy, I'll swing this over to you first and we'll bring in the other two afterwards. Uh, it's hard to, the same way it's hard to gauge Richardson, it's really hard to gauge both Radish and Kurashev to an extent. Um, though I think when Kurashev's really on, he's he's really on. Even when Radish is on, you're kind of like, he's just there. <laughs> like, even when he was scoring, you were like, oh, that was cool in that moment. But the rest of the game, you were like, he's just a part of the lines. Um, there's nothing really stand outy about him right now. Um, but I think he's a solid, he probably could be a solid, like, half a point per game player. Um, I don't think he's going to get that many more goals. He's shooting at like over 20%. That's going to come. Forget, yeah, I forgot to check that. So that that's not a great sign. <laughs> I wanna, yeah. So um, I, I, the only reason I remember that is because I remember he hadn't hit 30 shots um, when I was looking up his stats earlier. So there's, yeah, he's 20, 21, 22%. Um, and with the Blackhawks' lack of shooting in general, like that's just not going to. No. It's not going to hold up. Um, But yeah, there's just, he doesn't do enough to really stand out in a bad lineup, which is both, obviously there's not a lot of support, but at the same time, it shouldn't take that much to stand out in this lineup because they're so bad. Um, Yeah. Like I feel like often to see you has had some standout moments, mainly because he's really fast and that jumps off the screen at you. But he's also had a couple breakaways with some decent finishes to them. So, like, there's there's moments where I feel he like... He finishes one out of ten, I feel like. But yeah. that one out of ten is, like, highlight real work. And, and he, he, but I feel like he's also creating a lot more chances than Taylor Radish. Oh, he is. Creating. They're just one and dones. That's yeah. the only problem with them. There's no... That's the problem with most of the Blackhawks' offense is that they can get into the zone and then immediately it's back out. They don't do any like that. That's been their problem the whole time. It's just over quicker because <laughs> Andres is so fast. It's like you <laughs> zoom in, it's done. Woo, go on the other way. All right. Too many jokes. So go right ahead. Yeah. Reddish, again, Kershev, I think stands out too because of his speed, but because he's also, he's a little bit, he's a little bit younger than Radish and he's also, yeah. he does, he does noticeable things like, like, like after the CU, when you like, when Kurashev is in highlight mode, he is like, Oh shit. Kurashev is real good. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I, 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 it's, uh, there was a player I said, like there, if he, uh, Juhar Kyra, if Kyra put it together consistently, he'd be a pretty good third liner on probably a contender. It'd be like a Jonas Donsko uh, kind of guy. Give, I'd give you a fourth line, not third line, but he he could be a a piece for a a good team. Yeah, yes, he could be. He could definitely be a piece on a good team, especially if he put it together more consistently. Like, but like, he would not be playing season. on the power play. No, I don't think. no, he'd be. <laughs> no. He, but like he, he, if he was still like if he was more consistent, he'd also be like better on the shorthanded because that like his best his the best play so far this season was on the was shorthanded. Um, 
It feels like that. If if Kershev could put it together more consistently, he's probably a real solid mid uh, mid six guy. Okay. Uh, I I guess what like with Radish's contract situation, like he's uh he's under contract for one more season. His salary cap hit is uh, under a million. So it it feels like I guess my thought that I was about to ask is that like whether or not he becomes like trade fodder at the deadline. I don't think that's the case yet because the Blackhawks do have to field an NHL roster again next season. So someone's yes. got to play those minutes. And I imagine Radish is going to be around. Um, it's not like he, the, it's not like he's going to be, uh, you know, he, he doesn't need a raise yet. He'll, he doesn't need, he'll be a restricted free agent in the summer of 2024. And then we can talk about whether or not he gets traded maybe at that deadline. Uh, but Mill, I guess I swing it over to you. Did you have any other thoughts to add on uh, the one, uh, Taylor Radish? Uh, nothing that hasn't been said. I mean, I, I like Taylor Radish. I think he's an okay player to have, but it's kind of like you pointed out, he hasn't been standing out on a bad team. So, you know, he's more of a complimentary piece. Yeah. I, I just, I, I, uh, I think Shay is the one that said that, you know, like, Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I was going to say what Shay said about, like it shouldn't be that difficult to have standout moments on this team. And I that thought was Taylor Ra- Okay. Sorry, Betsy. But I, I thought um, like, cause Radish was only getting like, I think 11 minutes of nice time in Tampa for obvious reasons. And then he came to Chicago and last the games he had last season and again this season, like he's around like the 15, 16 minute mark in terms of average ice time. So he's getting more opportunities, but it just doesn't seem like he's doing as much with them as we would have hoped he would do. So, yeah. And so I, I just kind of, when he scored a goal last night, I was like, Oh, that was a guy that I feel like was going to do a lot more than he's done so far this season. So I was just curious if I was the only person who had thought about that. I don't disagree, but again, it's like, it doesn't, I feel like nobody's complaining because they stink. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's an, it's another, um, just kind of shrug of the shoulders moments. Like, I, I don't know what to, to make of it. We'll see where, what happens over the rest of the season. Like, uh, like I said earlier, I, I don't imagine he's going anywhere cause he's under contract for so cheap for next season. And, uh, they gotta, they've got to play somebody next season. Uh, it's just, you wonder, I guess at his age, it's like, you got a season or two to prove you're going to be in the long-term plans. Cause he is still fairly young, but, uh, that, that clock's going to run out quicker on him than it is on some other guys. So, guess we'll find out later as the season goes on. Uh, but I don't have any more Blackhawks things to talk about. Anybody else want to do that? Or should we get back to our bread and butter of uh, being the best food themed hockey podcast on the internet? Bread and butter, please. I was just about to say bread and butter sounds great. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so this actually happened a couple of weeks ago. I've been sitting on this idea because of Thanksgiving and all that. Uh, has anybody had the breakfast contract Supreme from Taco Bell yet? Mm-hmm. So, and it sounds I've, like I've had it. Uh, I've had it, but I didn't have meat in mind, so it was probably a little different. Did they I have Taco Bell for breakfast? I, I, Betsy, I try not to because uh, I, I, I'm worried of like what that's going to do to my overall well-being for the rest of the day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I would like to say, first of all, pleasantly surprised that it did not ruin my entire day. Uh, so, so step one, very, very good there. Uh, the other thing is surprisingly good uh although i would uh i i would caution you it's not anywhere near as uh as much food as it looks like it might be on tv and uh don't look up the caloric information for it because 
the ratio of like how much it's how satisfying it is to how many calories it's going to cost you uh, is not very good. But uh, just for one day, I got to say it's pretty good. The main thing I came away from it doing was I'm like 95 percent sure I could make this at home by myself and I would actually enjoy it even more. Oh, yeah. That's kind of Taco Bell in a nutshell, though. <laughs> it's the convenience factor that gets you. You know? Yeah, I just – I oh, so that's – that. The, I remember the other part of this that I wanted to complain about uh, because it was a problem for two to three weeks that was remedied last night at the grocery store because I had found it impossible to find just the little square hash brown patties. <laughs> Like nobody fucking made those anymore. Like I went to, I went to like, there's one day I went to like a Target, a Walmart, a Meyer. Uh, I get them at Strax all the time. Here. Yeah, uh, they, I couldn't find any Strax. I think it was just a supply chain thing that they were briefly out. Mm. Uh, but if if I had to pick though, I I think if we're talking breakfast sides now, I'm gonna swing this into a legitimate food take here. Uh, I don't know if we've gone with breakfast side discussion before. And if we have, oh, well, but I'm going to put hash browns probably as my number one. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, what, what, well, what do you what do you define as a side? Like can eggs be a side or is uh, no, that eggs, eggs are, main? Eggs are, eggs like, are like protein that. is always the main. Yeah, proteins are the main. So that's eggs and bacon, ham, whatever. But turkey. I'll, I'll, what? Like turkey, turkey sausage. Okay. Turkey sausage okay. exists. Okay. Come on, no. Now. I thought you were just talking about like just straight like Thanksgiving turkey for breakfast. Like in what no. country? Yeah, Hash no. browns are delicious. I mean, yeah, I think any form of potato is like 90% of the time is going to be a superior size to most other sides. That's true. All right. Well, I picked the low-hanging fruit, but that's that's – I'm glad we've. I'm trying to think it. of like what other sides exist. Fruit. I, mean, I think I. I really thought Betsy was going to ch- uh, climb in off the top rope with a grits take, but no, grits are definitely up there, but they're not beating hash browns. If I have, I think I think hash browns enhance your breakfast no matter what your main port like option is. You know. Yeah, and I I only get grits when I'm also eating bacon. So if I'm getting sausage, I don't usually get grits with it. Oh, I mean, Mill, you you uh, echoed it earlier. What about just good old fashioned bread and butter or toast? If uh, depending uh, on how you cook it, toast is so, not better than hash browns. Yeah, no. If I'm gonna get like toast, it's usually because I'm having some sort of breakfast sandwich. Okay. So yeah. like toast, bagel, muffin, but the hash browns are like the side, and they're soaking up the syrup and the hot sauce. Toast is a vehicle for other things. Like it's like a complimentary yeah. bite to other things. But biscuits. <laughs> sometimes Ooh. biscuits Ooh. can be. I really are like when I was giving you um suggestions for Atlanta restaurants, I actually really wanted you to go to the flying biscuit, but then I was like, it's so Atlanta's just not a like great city if you don't have a car. Um can but <laughs> they have um like the whole point obviously from their name, they have ridiculously good um variety of biscuits they're classic it's a little sugary but yeah if you have a really good biscuit by itself Ooh. i because i can get up there, i do yeah. i do enjoy do enjoy a good biscuit i'm i'm kind of leaning towards i'm uh declaring my own food take wrong and putting biscuits on top of hash browns on my breakfast side item wish list well <laughs> i'd 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 rather have mm. biscuits as part of the main I'd re- like a, 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 a sausage and cheese biscuit or a sausage egg mm. and cheese biscuit Mm, I mean, I don't, so I don't eat, the only 
biscuit that I eat is chicken biscuits. I don't like egg biscuits. <laughs> tell me you're much. from the South without telling me you're from the South. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also I guess it just depends on what, cause so for hash brown, it's a lot, there's like a, like a perfect floor, no matter what you do, most hash browns are going to be good, but not all biscuits will be good by themselves. No, there are some dry biscuits. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Dry, so, dry biscuit will absolutely ruin your day. Yeah. And then absolutely. hash browns can be dressed and, all kind like anything that you want, they can be made a certain way. Um, Waffle House has like very yes. specific phrases. Um, hold on, let me. Uh, dress smothered. Dress smothered. Yes, dress smothered and something. Um, there's I, chunked. Um, I'm about yeah. to make hash browns for dinner. Like this is about to happen. I have not had dinner. I yet. have some. We're talking about no. Mill. Do you want to send them over to my house, please? Um. Yeah. <laughs> do you want me to air fry them for you, or do you want yes. me to put them in the uh, toaster oven? Yes. Uh. Whatever. Whatever's easier for you. And then, Dave, I'm sorry you never you didn't get to go to Waffle House while you were down here either. Yeah. So very smothered upset. is sautéed with onions. Covered has uh, cheese on it. Chunked will have uh, grilled hickory. Um, ham in it, diced, um, grilled tomatoes for juice, um, and you usually have peppers on it too. Um, peppered is different from that because that'll be jalapenos. Then you have capped, which has mushrooms, and I know there's one that has chili on it. Fuck, what was that one called? Oh my Pop? god! I'm just I'm oh, waiting. I'm waiting to hear something can... that doesn't sound good, and none of them, none of them. Are you can making... also get They're it with sausage good. gravy uh. on it. God, this is just this is which just is like the yeah. southern version of poutine, I guess. <laughs> there is a reason Waffle House is like very highly talked about for a diner chain. Yeah, yeah and uh, the fact that you came to Georgia and didn't go to one, considering there are more Waffle Houses in Georgia than every other state combined. They were uh, carry out only. At I know state. you just went. To it's a- not the full Waffle House experience. There are uh, there are several in Central Indiana. Uh, as I learned, though, there's one in my college town and there's a few other scattered about. I have to go to Indianapolis in about two months. Uh, I think this situation is going to be remedied with a Waffle House excursion. I, I looked up why that Waffle House, that particular, like the one that you went to that's over by Centennial Park. Apparently there are too many fights at a certain point. <laughs> of course there were. <laughs> they started. Uh, of course. House. That is. Yeah. yeah. So. It's a Waffle House. Isn't that, isn't that uh, the, like, wasn't a Waffle House being incorporated into the next Grand Theft Auto? Like, wasn't <laughs> that a thing happening for a I while? I hope so. <laughs> yeah. That'd be hilarious. You get to punch out the chef if your waffles don't come out on time. Oh, don't you don't want to mess with the Waffle House chef. I, well, I, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what. No, like, I wouldn't do that in real life, Shay. I, I'm, not, I'm not asked, but in a video game, why not? I'll tell you what, Waffle House is like, it has a good reputation for a reason. But if I lived near one, I would probably die of obesity. <laughs> like, I, I mean, because I love breakfast food at all times. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, the only thing we're getting from this conversation is then two months uh, when I'm downstate, I'm uh, Waffle House. Hash browns. And I will report. More on. hash browns is good. I'm, I'm not, even, yeah, I'm just going to get three different hash brown central dishes. Like, that's all I care about. <laughs> the hell with the. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Give me them eggs later. Just give me. I'm just gonna Ron Swanson. Just bring me all of the hash browns you have. That's what <laughs> I'm going to do. All right. Well, uh, we'll we'll have. I'm sure we'll have some more uh, holiday themed food discussions 
coming up the rest of this month, or I should say next month, because it's still November, ever so, uh, just running out the clock on it. Um, anything else to do or discuss or talk about before we wrap this all up for this week? I Guess got not. nothing. No, yeah, all right, I'm out. I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, this is obviously a, a in a visual medium as I'm holding up my empty pockets, but uh, that no one can see. So that's really good work on my part. But uh, I, I got nothing is what I'm trying to say. So I think that's going to do it for this episode of Musings on Madison. Uh, a quick programming note that we will probably not be around next week. I'm going to be hanging out with Gunnar Stahl and uh, Wolf Stenson. Uh, so uh, I will not be available. Uh, the other three may assemble and record a podcast. They may not. Uh, I uh, we'll we'll see what happens, but uh, I'm just not going to be around. So uh, enjoy the uh, the first week of December and enjoy uh, whatever the hell the Hawks do for the next week of games. Uh, and then I'll, I'll be back the following week and we'll get another episode in. And then, as I mentioned, we'll probably do some more holiday themed food takes uh, when that time comes. So thank you very much for listening to this episode. Uh, you can again, I'm on Twitter at dmelt 57 Shay is at your host's witness. Mill is at mill 182. Betsy's not on Twitter, but she's at secondcityhockey.com under the name LBR. And that's where you can find all of our game previews, recaps, prospect updates. And we're probably going to lean heavily into the world junior stuff because it might be more fun talking about than the actual Blackhawks. And that's coming up uh, later in December as well. So uh, keep an eye to the website for all of that. And uh, we'll talk to you in a few weeks. See you then. That guy's a dentist. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.